People of the world, it's the Brothers Talk family with your hosts, Rod, Scott, and Norm. Join us each Friday wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts or on our website to hear us three black, unfiltered African-American men with no strings attached, giving voice to the most feared, most misunderstood, and most rarely heard from segment of the population on topics of interest to us for education, enlightenment, and entertainment. You can reach us with your comments, questions, and suggestions at The Brothers Talk on Twitter, The Brothers Talk on Instagram, and the Facebook group of the same name. And also follow us on Facebook. And if you want to share in more detail, hit us up at the email address, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. Stay tuned for our soon-to-launch YouTube channel, and now on with this week's show. All right, Brothers Talk family, in the car, the gym, the den, the kitchen, barber or beauty shop, in the backyard, on the corner, or wherever you hold your relevant conversations to spur critical thinking and activism to support the Black community. Welcome our first-time listeners, and we're glad you're joining our worldwide family, and we hope you will help us to keep spreading the word about promoting critical thought, enlightened conversations, and new business opportunities to empower and enrich our community. Well, it's your weekly reminder to keep sounding off to everyone about getting vaccinated, social distancing, and avoiding super spreader events, because while people are trying to pretend everything is normal and going back to all kinds of domestic and international travel, I've witnessed that in nearly every case that they've come back testing positive for COVID. And as bad as that is, just keep in mind that those are the people who at least care enough and are at least conscious and anxious enough to get tested. We repeat that the biggest impediment to us getting past the coronavirus is the craziness of those who are so hell-bent on trying to will it away that they're ignoring the safety protocols and then not even caring about who else they might infect. Not talking about those with legit reasons to travel and be in smaller crowds, but we're talking to folks who just need a break from staying home. And those millions who are going out to sporting events and parades and concerts without masks. The science says that the latest variants BA4 and BA5 are not only resistant to the current crop of vaccines, but also the most infectious versions yet that are expected to surge to some 100 million people this fall in this country. You've been warned, so please do your part to encourage your loved ones to be careful. Now to my brothers in the struggle for critical thinking, Scott and Norm. Hey, Brother Talk family. Uh, we appreciate your continuous uh, support. And like Rod said, the variant of COVID is just on the rise. And it's more contagious. I read that it was more contagious than measles. So if somebody looks at you hard, you might get the virus. Go out and do the right thing. People keep telling you the science is there to show you that if you wear a mask, you social distance, if you get vaccinated, that you can protect yourself, your loved ones. And, and also during this pandemic, it's been about three years, we're constantly telling people to support black businesses. More than ever, we need to do that now because of rising inflation. And now they are talking about there's going to be a, a retraction and recession. Uh, I don't know how that's going to impact us. Either way, whether it's recession or inflation, we seem to get the bad end of the stick. So go out and support black businesses. Noam? Thanks, Scott. And I'm not going to repeat what you and Ryder touched on regarding the pandemic here and COVID, but you know we can't take a step forward if we're not healthy. So if you care about the community, let's protect one another and get tested get your vaccine, whatever you need to do, let's be healthy. And I just wanted to, to, to just mention, you know, before we uh, really start the show, the midterm elections are coming up. 
and um, our demographic, our people, our community, we need to get our mind rights and start to uh, hold some of these uh, politicians accountable in this upcoming election. Rod? On this episode, we're going to focus on a couple of our favorite whipping posts because they deserve it. And because, as we can plainly see, that a lot of what we say here gets picked up in the mainstream media, even though they won't give us credit for it. But that's okay because the issues are much more important than who gets the credit. But the sword cuts both ways as our targets don't blame us either when the rest of the news streams start heating up the pot around them. So we've kept you in suspense long enough, and we're going to spend the next 20 minutes zeroing in on the establishment Dems and the NAACP, two mostly useless groups that continue to betray the Black community and who need to be both called out for their fecklessness and who need to be dumped by us if they don't get their acts together. Starting with the establishment Dems, They've got so many problems, it's hard to know where to start. But how about with the fact that the leadership is too old and out of step with the country because they're rich career politicians who can no longer relate to us if they ever could. And before anybody says we're bashing our elders, we're not. We're simply saying that father time is undefeated. And there comes a time when all of us know we've got to give the keys to the most modern car to someone who's less likely to be unable to master all the latest technology and therefore represents a danger to themselves and the rest of us on the road. That time has surely come for Pelosi, Clyburn, Hoyer, and yes, Joe Biden. Now, while mandatory retirement is basically illegal, we all know that most folks will be shown the door to retire from basically every other profession at an age that's much younger than all the Democratic Party leadership. They'll effectively force you out of most corporate and nonprofit jobs well before you reach 70 because they know that for the most part, you're not going to be able to keep up with everything that's going on because of your age. Aging isn't anything to be ashamed of. It's just the fact that as we get older, we're not as fit physically, nor are we as crisp mentally. So why are we making this exception for those charged with the most important policies in our lives? The answer, term limits and federally funded elections. Rod, I could not agree with you more. Uh, I saw something uh, that basically really resonated with me and probably most Black folks and people in general. Uh, I saw something, I can't recall whether it was on CNN or MSNBC, where they were interviewing people in Chicago about what had happened in terms of the Highland Park massacre. And they interviewed these two Black women. And somehow they started talking about politics and both of those black women, they didn't interview them together. They were in separate location. One of them said that she was so tired of the Democrats because they're just freaking weak. And the other one said, hey, I'm not voting Democrat. I'm going to vote for uh, a Republican because she had a son who got killed in gun violence. And she said, at least they do something. The Democrats just talk to talk. They just want to get your vote. They never do anything. This happened to my son some years ago. Nothing has changed. They're talking about defunding the police. And she was like, they're talking about defunding the police. We need more police on the street. If we had more. So they were going off about that. And they were like really, really trashing Democrats. And I was like, wow, they're in trouble. They're out of touch with what people really want and what people really need. They're so out of, uh, they're so out of touch. That when you when you hear them talk about some only thing they want they seem to get excited about is the, that LGBTQ issue. They're on the front page, on the front of their minds. They talk about that all day. They'll support that. They're, but anything else, 
regarding especially black people is silence. Yes, Scott, you know, and they're in for a shock this coming up midterm election. They're really in for a shock, especially coming from the black community. But even things they promised and ran on during the last presidential election, Biden has done nothing for our community. I mean, absolutely nothing. And literally, I mean, from the student loan forgiveness, which would affect African-American women more than any other demographic, right on down the line from the police restructuring and, and, and holding them accountable to any anything he promised us, he has just has fallen by the wayside totally. And at this point, they are not representing the people. All the issues that literally 70% or more of the public stand behind, they don't stand for. So what exactly are they running on? That's my question, Rod. It is a good question. And Scott, to your point, like let's kick that around a little bit. So now you had somebody out there who was saying she's so fed up with the Democrats that she's going to vote Republican, but that can't be the answer, can it? We know how racist they are. Right. I, I mean, I, I, you know, I agree with you. That can't be the answer. She's, that's how frustrated she is because it's looked like we're not making any progress. I guess in the last two years, what have they done? I mean, I mean, I mean, come on, let's face it, people. Let's just, we need to take a hard look, an honest look at Joe Biden. Let's think about this. Now, Joe Biden has some, 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 some tools that, uh, where he can sign an executive order. They have to twist his arm and almost break his arm to do anything for Democrats, like the abortion rights, like like the uh, uh, pro-choice people. Biden has, it's been two weeks and they've been pouncing on him to use your executive authority to do something and he's barely doing it, but yet he didn't cut a deal with Ms. McConnell to put uh, an anti-abortion judge up for a federal post. And it's like, wait a minute, you know, you, you're car-tiring to Ms. McConnell, you're car-tiring to, to Manchin. What about the people who put you in office? Yeah, that's a good point. And now, Norm, nobody's been harder on the Democrats than you have. But what do you think is a potential solution? It can't be going to the Republicans. I think my personal opinion is, number one, we should all be independent. We shouldn't have any kind of political affiliation other than just independent and if we do support the Democrats, it has to be a progressive ticket. We cannot even look at anybody connected to this establishment and this political party. Now, that's a, a good idea. But, you know, this constitution and the government was designed to be a two party system. And so I think what you're saying regarding like the progressives is absolutely on point because. You know, the establishment Democrats who we're really coming down the hardest on are those who keep seemingly trying to convince us that there's this middle ground of moderates that are neither hardline Republicans or Democrats. And so they keep wanting to bring, blame the progressive, but the progressives seem to be the only ones that are not only winning any elections, but the only ones who are really galvanizing any public support. Yeah. Um, Roger, you mentioned... Uh about the way we solve this problem is we got to do something with uh, term limits. You know, people like Mitch McConnell, uh, I mean, Jesus, is he supposed to stay there until he die? Apparently, that's what you can do in the Senate and Congress if you can keep manipulating people to vote for you. How do you think, 
you go about getting that movement? Because I saw something, people were talking about that and they were saying that it's almost next to impossible because it takes like uh, three, three fourths of the of Congress to, to change the uh, constitution. And so we know that Republicans aren't gonna do that if they don't think it's gonna benefit them. So what do you suggest? Um, I think it has to be a ballot initiative that some people would have to initiate on the local level because you know you can actually have that be introduced in the states and then push to the federal level as because that's what would have you know like they say a constitutional amendment has to be ratified by the states anyway so right. why not flip it around and say okay well let's start at the ground and go that way because you're absolutely right those folks who are busy drinking out of that contaminated trough aren't about to turn around and say like well let's dump this trough out because they all getting rich from it you know you're right and it seems to be one of the other things that that that's bothered me probably more than all of this is the 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 fact that people aren't being held accountable not and not just about january 6th it's just just period i mean when you look at the criminal justice system and if you look at what uh, the Trump people who worked in the Trump administration are doing, they're just basically throwing their nose up and like, I'm not, I'm not, not like, like Steve Bannon. Now all of a sudden they, they, they doing this book, this BS, pretend that Trump has released him. Trump never had, everybody know Trump never had executive privilege over him, but yet you got guys like that who've been, now he's saying, well, hey, I testify now. I mean, come on. I, I, to me, that's, a, a real, real serious problem in this country when people are just okay with so much blatant, unethical, unlawful stuff that people have been doing. And speaking of holding accountable, our second target is the venerable old group that's way outlived this usefulness. And that's evidenced by the fact that they still call themselves colored people, the National Association for Advancement of Colored People. <laughs> They really caught my attention this week as another example of a soul group, not sellout soul, because they're going to be here in New Jersey at the end of this month with all the pomp and circumstantial buffoonery in Atlantic City. They'll be enriching the Tropicana and the Borgata hotels, as well as the other casinos and merchants of Atlantic City at a time when we got major crises going on for people with color all around the country. What they be doing, they'll be taking a much needed break from the action to pat themselves on the back for the nothing that they've been doing and soaking up corporate contributions that make those racist companies feel like they can let themselves off the hook. As much as I hate to say it, maybe Obama was right about them needing to take off their bedroom slippers and put on their marching boots or at least put them back on because we know they used to be relevant, but now they seem to be just useless cousins of Black Caucus. I mean, totally useless. And the sad reality is they're going to be asking for more money. They're actually siphoning money and resources from our community that could actually be going to help us. So that's a double-edged sword right there. You know, that, that's a crime they're perpetrating against our people. And they keep taking money from groups that are paying those Republicans who are oppressing us on the other side. Like you said, again, Scott, no accountability. They should be saying, look, look, we're not going to take your money, Toyota, Coca-Cola, Pepsi, whoever else is giving the money, unless you can assure us that you're not supporting our enemies as well. And, 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 and we got to organize. I, I don't know how we do this. Uh, it's just, it just appears that there are 
aren't enough people who are in tune or who have the like the reason we got this podcast is they can't think the middle capacity to to analyze what's going on and see what you just talked about rod to say hey you know what we got a clean house and 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 i think that's one of the things that we got to got to put out there is that we have to clean house it's not just republicans got to go democrats got to go too because they are so weak and so full of themselves and all they think about is that corporate money they they're not doing anything for for any any regular folks it's corporate money and rich people who are benefiting from people we put in office who we put in office you know i like that scott i think we need to really have like a national referendum on all of our black elected leaders where they need to come before us on a national base. You know, basically everybody says all politics is local, but the truth of the matter is if you're in Washington, you're not just local. Matter of fact, most of what you're doing is concerned on the national level. And so there ought to be a kind of a grassroots black organization that says, okay, you need to come before us and demonstrate that you still have our best interest at heart. If you want our vote, if you want to go back to Congress, then you need to show up and show out, otherwise get out. I, I totally agree. I totally agree. There has to be some kind of level of accountability because right now they're able to hide behind the establishment wing. And literally our community, we don't pay enough attention to what's going on in Washington and what these people are doing. You know, and uh, we, need, we need somebody to do that. Uh, Norm, I mean, you, that, that's in the nuthead. They, they, they're, they're hiding behind the establishment wing. I mean, you can't tell me, and I know rich people get away with everything, but you got the full force of the government, supposedly, uh, the Justice Department, uh, CIA, FBI, you know, the administration, you, the Congress, you got all of them, and they still can't do anything, still haven't done anything, not that they can't, to Donald Trump and the people who helped organize the overthrow of the government on january 6th nothing has been done and we're going on on two years that's disgusting i mean so what 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 do the rest of us supposed to say when we look at this and see that wow is it because he got money they're trying to make pretend that it's because he was the ex-president it's deeper than that i think it has something to do with money and white privilege well i also think that if we have this kind of black accountability forum one of the things that we should be doing is doing the same thing like we, we said about the Asian uh, group. They decided that they would make sure that their seven Asian representatives would vote as a block. And they said, well, OK, if we don't get what we want, then we're going to hold up everything else. And so we should be looking at that 40 plus black caucus and saying the same thing. Look, if you guys don't get together and start voting as a block and saying that you're not going to accept anything less than a focus on reparations, a focus on our issues, a focus on the George Floyd crime bill, uh, all these other issues that confront us, then we're going to make sure that you don't get to go back to Congress because that at the end of the day is the bottom line. And so, Ron, that's, a, that's a great idea. Instead of bringing those lists of grievances or whatever to Trump and Biden, they should have been brought to the Black Caucus. Exactly. 
in our Black Business Spotlight of the Week from blackbusiness.com. We've got a great story, and we're going to take a moment to highlight a young Black entrepreneur. Meet Aaron Burns, a 17-year-old high school student from Omaha, Nebraska, who has launched his own brick-and-mortar ice cream shop called Roland Sweets. He makes history as one of the youngest restaurant entrepreneurs in the state of Nebraska. Aaron launched Roland Sweets rolled ice cream shop last year as a subsidiary of the Burns family LLC, where he's the president. He was also thinking of pursuing a career in criminal justice before, but he decided to push through with entrepreneurship because he wanted to create a business that fills a void in their community while connecting with people as well. He said, with entrepreneurship, I can provide jobs, I can provide peace, I can provide comfort. And with ice cream, it's also an emotional support food. So it would also help me to connect to people who are going through things, I might not know, but the ice cream might be a help. That's a quote from Aaron. The ice cream shop was not his first attempt in business. He once opened an e-commerce store that failed, but instead of giving up, he used that failure to try again with a new endeavor. That's when he worked harder, even sometimes skipping lunch at school to make calls to potential investors. His mother, Alexis, saw all his determination and decided to support him all the way. Me investing and contributing and actually showing him, hey, I'm quitting my job. I'm cashing in on my 401k. I'm giving this my all because this is a dream you want. And I believe in you and I'm going to trust you to do the right thing. That's what his mother said. Aaron is confident that his business will do well and he hopes to someday to expand Roland Suites all around the country. That is really what we're talking about when we talk about relaunching Black Wall Street nationwide, one household at a time. So for more information, visit his shop, rollingsweets.com. That's a wrap for another program. And God willing, we'll keep our focus on the issues that impact our community on the path to a better future. Don't forget, you can follow and communicate with us, sending your comments, questions, and show ideas to the Brothers Talk on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or email us to brotherstalk at gmail.com. Till the next episode, as always, we sincerely appreciate your time, interest, and rest assured, we'll never take it or you for granted. And remember, let's do better today because that's all we really have.